Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Friday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Kyle. Holy shit, we're back again. It's been a while again. Again. I know, you were sick. You got caught up and stuff. I just, uh... Life happens, man. Especially the holidays. This would normally be the Absolute Geek Podcast holiday episode. But, um, to be honest with you, I really can't remember what happened this year. It's been a blur. uh, Yeah, as far as um, interesting episodes or events that might have taken place, a lot of it was was shrouded in um, bullshit. Right. Was was the Mike Wheeler situation this year or was that last? No, that was this year. Yeah. That's memorable. I I started a a little bit of a Facebook feud with Rob Liefeld, and then we... uh, you know, the whole uh, outlaw Comic-Con debacle, which, look where that is. That's apparently dead in the fucking water. Mm. But um, what else did we do this year? We didn't do a lot of shows. No, we did not. We took a lot of time off. Um, is I this- hope we changed that in 2018, though. You know, it's, we're gonna have to try. I hope, I hope to make 2018 the the biggest year we have for you guys, as far as content wise and and everything like that. It's just it's hard, man. It's hard. Well, my school schedule is switched now, so now I have Tuesdays off. Well, that's good. So at least we can try to get back to doing our show on Tuesday again. Yeah, I mean, it's just life finds a way to. Get in the way. And uh, I'm going to announce it right now. Depending on how fucked up I am (laughs) on New Year's. If you listen to this podcast, New Year's Day, pay attention to the Absolute Geek Facebook page because I will be doing a live Facebook auction of my personal comic book collection to help me pay for my air conditioning because I... I need heat. <laughs> it's cold here. Phoenix. <laughs> it's finally, we, we, we finally are going to have our two days of winter here. In yeah, Arizona. right. Well, like yesterday, yesterday was so cold. Like Wednesday and Thursday, I got really sick because it went from like 70 degrees down to like 52 and windy. And then like this morning I got up to take Max outside my dog and at 5 a.m. And it was fucking freezing cold. Like. You could see your breath. It was it was pretty bad. Yeah, I started my vacation today, and I was I didn't want to get out of bed for nothing. Right. Oh, I just sat with the covers on. I finally seen Kingsman Part Two. What a heap of garbage dumpster fire that is! I've watched it three times now, and it's not. It's just the only thing I don't like about it is the plot. The action's there. I just think the plot is weak. I, you know what it looked what it looked like to me as I was watching it, 
if they had a big budget with a rushed storyline. And I think with the success of the first one, you had a lot of expectation there and it just didn't, it didn't live up to expectations. I just think it was a little like, and I could have done without the, the fingering scene and then watching the tracker go up into her vagina. And, and that was it. like the dumbest part. Like I turned around, I like we, me and my wife were watching it and we turned and looked at each other. And I was like, that's pretty fucking stupid. Right. I mean, but, I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, um, you know, life problems happens and sometimes we have to be adults. So, uh, depending on, like I said, how fucked up I am, it'll be new year's day. If I'm too fucked up, it'll be to be determined, but I will let everyone know on the Facebook page. Um, in case you want to come check out some stuff that I'm selling and maybe, Shit. uh, we're both on vacation. We should do it like Tuesday or Wednesday. We should try to do a mini one or something. Yeah. To come see if you can get some, uh, some stuff for your collection and spend some of that Christmas money that you maybe got from, from a relative or, or who knows on an inheritance or whatever it may be. I like buying books. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I might there have to buy go. some of your books. There you go. I mean, I have some good ones in there. I, uh, Iron Man 128. The Demon in a Bottle. Which Layton is... Do you already have that signed by Bob Layton? It is signed by Bob Layton, yes. He's coming to our Ace Comic Con. And I'm going to get my Demon in a Bottle signed and sent off to be uh, graded. Ooh, aren't you just a special boy? I am the bee's knees. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> I, for everyone who's listened to us, man, all those years ago when you sat here and bitched about grading books and I'll never get another fucking book graded. Now that's all That's all you're about is grading books. I've come to the point where if I'm going to get a book signed, I'm going to get it graded. You're You're at that point now, huh? Well, you know, don't get me wrong. I have a long box full of signed books that are not graded. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But I'm, I'm just to the point where I say, okay, if something were to go awry, like, okay, your air conditioner's out, right? And you're selling your books. Mm-hmm. Now I have these books with signatures on them that I have graded and authenticated that it would make it easier for me to sell. That's true. So that's kind of my reasoning for it is with that, you know, I don't want to have to say no COA or nothing. Now I have it graded. There's no argument on the grade. There's no argument on that. It's verified. It's, it's sealed. Right. I think it'd just be easier for me to turn if in the case that like in an emergency, like you're having right now. Yeah. That's just what I, I mean. That's just my flaw, my my thought process behind it. Well, I mean, it it's not necessarily an emergency. It's a it is a a situation because it gets damn fucking hot here in Phoenix, and you can't really be AC is not a luxury here. It's a fucking necessity. That's why it's I call like, it an emergency. Because yeah. you know what? In April, it's going to be an emergency. Right. It's like it's like for people who live in Michigan or Minnesota or. Or on the East Coast where it snows, heat in the winter, you know, it's it's just as important. So, But speaking of getting books signed, I have to give a shout out to Andy. 
I sent him a book. I sent him Superman 10. Uh, that's got Superman, Batman, uh, Damien, and John Kent on it. He got it signed for me, and I just finally got it back today. I finally got it back. So well, big shout out nice to one. him because that thing went from Arizona to Minnesota to Florida back to Arizona. This thing has seen more of the country than I have. There you go. Looks pretty cool. I'm liking it. It's a fucking cool cover. What was the uh, what prevented it from being a nine point eight? Did he draw a giant dick on the inside of it or something? Yeah, he wrote to my friend Kyle. Thanks for sending it to me, Andy. Big old veiny one. <laughs> yeah, he drew a big old penis. It's coming out of the top of uh, Superman's head. <laughs> nice. No, nah, it looks like what happened. What what the graders note said. It, it, it looks like it took a a corner ding in shipping. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming, you know, it's probably one of those things that we've all seen at a con where the where the people have a stack of books that they have all. They probably dropped it. And they're what? Um, well, no, because you bag and board your books. So, mm-hmm. yeah, or the videos that are showing up online of like the FedEx people and UBS dudes just like throwing their packages in the back of their, their vehicles and shit, like not even really giving a shit about, <laughs> <laughs> right. about your stuff at all. You know, uh, but it, it's a it's a beautiful book. And what my plan is is, if another one of the artists or writers, I think like Tomasi and Gleason, uh, Gleason drew it. Tomasi helped write it. I'm, I'm assuming if the inker or somebody is comes to get it signed, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have it signed and then pressed to up the grade. But go. I mean. That just—it's a chance you take when you send shit in the mail, though. That's true. It's just the way it is, and you no, know, I can't. You know, I'm just sure it was just—it's probably what it was—is a shitty FedEx guy in a bad mood that day. Probably didn't get a little nooky nook. He was tossing books around. His wife was too tired after date night, so he decided to take it out on your book, huh? Yep. <laughs> Fuck this guy's comic book. Yeah. Fucking nerd. I didn't get any pussy and this fucking nerd is sending comic books and I got to fucking pay attention to his comic books. Fuck that guy. He probably said it, it's head fra- fragile across the but he was like, it's fragile Right. It's Italian so for a major award. And he just threw so it. So he out. throws it harder. Yep. Speaking of that, the Christmas story musical, the a Christmas story live. I don't know, understand why Fox still does these live shows over the holidays, but that thing was the biggest pile of shit. I turned it off about 20 minutes into it. Did you really? Yeah. Matthew Broderick is doing the voice of adult Ralphie. So he's narrating everything and kind of walking through the town. But I thought turned, he was going to be the dad for some reason. No, but they turned the movie into a musical. So they wrote songs to go along with this fucking movie. That's strike one. And when the kid who plays Ralphie sings this song. What the fuck is that? But when this kid that plays Ralphie sings this what the fuck fucking is what? song. I don't know. It's not like someone's like fucking murdering a dog. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but uh, when the fuck kid who's playing Ralphie is singing this fucking oh, song. It. Well, that one was my dog. 
Oh. <laughs> but when the kid who's playing Ralphie is fucking singing, he looks like a fucking demon. He looks like a child fucking possessed. Was he like rolling his eyes in the back of his head or something? No, but like his just face just gets like he gets like really wide eyed and like really like makes his like concentration slash evil possessed face like something straight out of the exorcist and he's <laughs> fucking just singing and it's, it's, it's fucking creepy but it's also crin- so cringe worthy like it felt like you were, you were taking a bath in cringe so I fucking shut it off halfway through what the fuck was that noise my dog being stupid I thought it was Kellen no who the roommate. Who? <laughs> the quitter. Oh, 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 okay. I was confused there for a minute. I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Right? I actually called him by his real name. I know. The, uh, the alumnist. <laughs> oh, man. Maker's Mark is good. That's what I'm enjoying right now. Just to let you all know. I'm also sitting here deciding to be an adult today and enjoying a nice glass of Jameson. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Celebrating the holidays, because it is Christmas weekend, after all, for everyone who celebrates. Mm. I can't wait for Christmas to be done. Christmas just isn't like it used to be. No, it's really not. It's very commercialized now. And here in Arizona, it's really hard to get into the Christmas spirit. Why? You're not you don't get excited when people put their lights on their house and their inflatable ornaments and their fucking rock and dirt covered front lawns? When it's seventy six degrees outside? Well, except for right now, yeah. <laughs> That's the part that always gets me. It's just every I mean, I've lived here my whole life and it's always been like that. Everybody's well, like, that's the thing I don't like. It, growing up, even when I went to school in Florida, I would still go home for Christmas. But now all my most of my family, my immediate family is all out here. So it's like going from growing up in, the, in Michigan and <clears throat> always having mostly, well, mostly always having snow on Christmas. It's, it's definitely a different feeling to the holiday. It, it's also it's almost like it's another day. Like, I, I always forget... I'm like, oh, well, I need to go get something on Christmas night. And and I'm like, oh, yeah, all the stores are closed. It's fucking Christmas. It, it, it's like you almost forget that it's Christmas. It's easy to do. Because it doesn't so. feel like it. Yeah, right? I don't know. But, so you said you had a story you want to drop on the people? I have a first world nerd discussion I wanted to bring up. So this is <laughs> I, I I might just be nitpicking. I might wait, just wait, be, is this is this gonna be Kyle ranting for once instead of Matt? Yeah, this is gonna be a Kyle rant. Oh. I don't know if it's it, yeah, it's gonna be kind of a rant. <laughs> okay. So as everybody out there knows, I'm a huge Raphael Albuquerque fan. I like his art. I collect, I try to collect every cover that he makes, you know, and and books that he does. It's been my thing for a while now. So my pull list at my local comic book store 
That is on there. All Raphael Albuquerque's. That's that's what I asked for. All Raphael Albuquerque covers, right? Right. I don't think that's a. I'm not a very. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm mad or I'm talking down in my local comic book store. I love them. They treat me awesome there. They're super awesome to me. You know, they've given me deals of a lifetime more than once. And that's why I say this is just a first world nerd problem. But the one thing I do ask is I would like Raphael Albuquerque covers. I don't care what book it is. If he does the cover, I would like the co- I would like that book. Now, I don't get him. Even, you know, he does every B cover detective comic, right? Right. I don't, I don't get him in my poll box. I don't get when, okay, like he did this incentive cover 1 in 25 for Thanos 13. Well, the question it's, is, is your, is your local comic shop even ordering them? Y- yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I walk like uh, like the detective comics, I walk over and I switch it out on the table, and I pull up the Albuquerque cover. So like I was I was hanging out with Brian the other day. He's like, check what I check out what I got. And I was like, it's the fucking Albuquerque cover. And I was like, man, it says it on because I have a poll list. It has all the titles that I want, and then on the bottom it says all Albuquerque titles, all Albuquerque covers. Whoever, so pulls your, whoever pulls your books at the local comic shop probably thinks that you want things with Albuquerque, New Mexico on them. No. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you're just a, an, an aficionado I, of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've, clear, I've clarified it a couple times. I'd like Raphael. And, you know, and I, I want to express that I'm not mad and I'm not talking down to anybody you're mad you're you're upset i'm not really upset but this is this is what happened Uh, let me explain the entire story and then i'll come back around okay Okay. so i go in there on wednesday and i go hey guys just a friendly reminder that i would like raphael albuquerque covers to be pulled for me and, you know, one of the employees that works there just says part of the problem is that they don't know that Raphael Albuquerque did the cover to a book. Because what happens is part of it is he stopped putting his uh, signature on the covers. Really? Yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't do it for uh, it's, it's like he doesn't do it for the detective comics. He doesn't put his name on a lot of his stuff anymore i don't know he's he stopped doing that a while ago and i was like i guess it's understandable and i was like they're like well what Raphael albuquerque did covers have you missed and i said well i don't get any of the detective comics i always have to go and switch it and they said are you sure i said i'm sure as to the fact that i have to walk over and switch it out no i'm a fucking idiot and i have no idea what i'm talking about i'm just sitting here complaining to complain just because i i'm bored and have nothing better to do than sit here and bitch to you about you not giving me the right comic book cover yeah that that always annoys me like are you really that stupid and dense to ask someone that fucking question are you sure motherfucker yes i'm sure and i was like and I was like, they're like, well, give us another example. I said, okay. 
Thanos 13 came out. There was a a cover for it. And I said, and it wasn't in my box. And he said, he said, I was told two things. The first thing I was told was, hey, that was because it was a one in 25 incentive cover. He said, well, that was going to be like a $20 book. And I was like, my first thought was your point. My point is, shouldn't I decide what I want to buy and no, no, not no, no. to buy? I'm saying that's he's like, it's a $20 book. And you're like, my point, your point. So what? Doesn't yeah, mean I'm not going to buy it. That means that means you're making decisions <laughs> for me as to what I want to buy or not to buy. That's he's right? basically Well, should, I would take that as essentially him calling you cheap and saying that you you probably don't have the money to be spending on a comic book like that. And that's how I took it too. And I was like, but shouldn't I have the decision as if I want to buy it or not? Well, yeah. Instead of making it for me. And then second off, he was like, well, you know, box holders will get the first crack. And I said, but that's what I am. That's the point of being a box holder is you can ask them, this is the stuff that I want. Will you please put it in my box for me? He was like, yes, but what you really need to do is you need to do your own research and then tell us. I said, okay, but if I wanted to do all the research, wouldn't I just go to a website that I can, oh, I can do all the research and then just, I'll just order it and they can just ship it to my house then? Shouldn't, since I have a pull button, this, this is where it all comes back around. My thought process on this is, okay, I've told you what I've wanted. As a box holder and as a customer, this is what I've asked for. Shouldn't in that, shouldn't they be, okay, shouldn't it come up as, oh, this is this, box blah, 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 wants it. As a customer, shouldn't, since they do the ordering, and they and ordering has to be done three months in advance. Shouldn't that be something that they do as the shop, or should I be the one doing my own research and having to tell them three months in advance? Right. Um, my thought process is, I've I've told them what I've wanted, and as you know, because comic books are not a necessity; they're a luxury. So you're selling a luxury to somebody. Shouldn't you be putting that extra effort into, since they see it on a computer screen, what it is, shouldn't they be more in tune of what their customers want and be able to uh, fulfill? Well, and that's, and that's the thing is they are selling a, a luxury, but it, it shouldn't fall. And that's, that's piss poor business practice to say that it, it's you need to do the research. Like, no, no, you're the comic book dealer. You're the one supplying the product. I'm the one purchasing the product. You, you need to, what's the point of having a pull list? If you're not going to, if you're just going to throw whatever you want in there, you're, you're not, I'm not going to buy this cover. If I don't want this cover, like you're not making a sale. So therefore you're essentially just, hurting yourself because that's one less sale you're going to have. And I mean, I can kind of see, I can kind of see the other side of the sword too, that, you know, they're worried about if you, you're getting this twenty thirty dollar book and you're like, I'm not going to pay that much money for a book. Then 
you know, you're like, they're going to have to try and, and, and say someone comes and like, I really want this book, but they're holding it for you. And you're like, well, I don't want it. And then now they have to wait for somebody else to come back and try and buy it. But the chances are somebody's going to buy it. If I want or don't, I should have the option to be able to get it. Well, right. But, absolutely. Yeah. But if I'm going to do a shitload of research, then I might as well just order everything I want online and just have it show up at my doorstep. Well, like the same thing happened um, with sort of the same thing happened with my brother. Like when he was collecting comics, when when Marvel relaunched Marvel Now and they did Spider-Man 1 after well, they relaunched The Amazing Spider-Man after um, uh, Superior and they had all those cool variant covers. My brother wanted one of them. And the cover he ordered ended up being like $80. And he was like, no, nah, I don't want that one. I want to take this other one. He ended up spending 50 on this other one. But the, the guy kind of scolded him. He was like, you know, we go through all the work to order the books to make sure to get you this copy. And now you don't want it. So we have to sit on it and, and wait for someone to buy it. And we had to order X number of books to be able to make sure that we to ensure that we got this this issue for you or this cover that you wanted to satisfy you as a customer. Which, I mean, I can kind of see it both ways. That's bad business practices because you're scolding a customer who could potentially just say, you know what, fuck you and walk away from everything. They're not obligated to buy anything from you. Then again, you are, he is correct. You're that, you know, store owner is buying X number of books to make sure, to guarantee you get that copy. But wouldn't it have been better practice to say, are you sure I have to order X amount of books to make sure that this is going to, that I get this? So the chances are it's going to be in this price range. Well, it would and be, he could have said yes or no in the beginning, right? Yeah, and it would be a bit different if, if variant covers like that didn't cost $30, $40, $50, $60, upwards of hundreds of dollars for the same interior is just a different cover. Yeah. I mean, you're some of these you're paying the price of what it would be to get like the artist's original sketch of that cover just to buy this fucking cover. Cuz let's face it, to buy a cover for 175 bucks, you can probably get the the actual artist drawn cover for that much. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to sound I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to be like I'm not trying to talk down on my little comment because I no. love them. They treat me very good. They have yeah. given. They have. They've been above and beyond. But as a customer, I also don't ask for very, very much. Yeah, there's only one that you know what I mean. I'm not a very nitpicky customer. There's only one thing that I I ask for. Yeah. Now I can understand, and I can understand certain artists. I could understand if I was asking for like J. Scott Campbell, Adam Hughes, Alex Ross. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. If it was Alex Ross covered, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. So, or you know, well, and, not and, even J. Scott Campbell's, because I don't know. I haven't. J. Scott Campbell's is a different situation altogether with me. But it's you know what I mean. It's one of those artists that are very sought out. Those are all artists that are very artist covers that are very sought out. Raphael Albuquerque, I I personally, you know. People like his covers, but I don't think there's a lot of people that want are are sought out to to have all of his covers like I am. 
No, so I, most to, people to don't me, even know who the fuck my he head, is. It's a low demand. You know what I mean? Most people are just like, ooh, that's a cool cover. I want that one instead. They don't know who the fuck drew it, you know? But if I don't know. That, that's, that's what my dilemma is there. Is, 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 am I asking a lot by making it very broad? Well, it sounds like you're asking the the employee of that store to do their job, and they're not as knowledgeable as they want to think they are. Because if they don't know that it's a Raphael, Raphael Albuquerque cover, that sounds like they need to brush up on their their knowledge a little bit more than than anything else. Like you need to know what you're talking about to be able to do your job. And it sounds like if you want to sit there and say, "Well, you need to let us know," because we don't know. That's that's essentially saying like we don't know what we're talking about. And they get all the solicitations. They get all the magazines. It's right there on their inventories. Like when they order it, like it, I'm sure it tells you who the cover artist is when you're putting in the order. That's, that's what I always assume too, because if I have to research it, that means I have to look somewhere where it tells me. Right. Just the same as that they do. And if you go to any comic book site that tells you like even Samurai's website where I shop, their website says, cover b by artist and whatever like it tells you who the artist is so obviously but that means i'm having to look three months at least three months in advance right which isn't f- isn't something that you should have to worry about that that's what i think and you know i don't know or Maybe they should I'm tell just- you ahead of time you know you're like all right i want this this variant cover okay well it's gonna be x amount of money like i've asked many times hey i want to get this variant cover that comes out in a couple months. I want this cover. How much are you going to sell it for? Well, we don't know until we receive the book. What do you mean? You don't know. It's a one in 25. How much? 25 bucks. What, what are we talking? We don't know because a lot of these retailers nowadays play to eBay. And this is kind of like what we've said before, where eBay fucks this industry is they play to eBay prices because they know that they can sell these, these harder to find books for higher prices on eBay. Like Dread- that's what I've that's what I've told them. Dreadnought is. is notorious for doing that. Hey, do you have this book? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm holding one for me. I'm gonna come get it and then calling you back. Oh well, this book is going for this much on eBay, so that's the price we're gonna sell it to you at. Fuck no, you're not. You just told me it was there for cover price. You know. That happened to me with Ninja Turtles, um I can't remember the issue where the fucking Donatello died. Oh yeah. The book skyrocketed in price for like one day. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a lot of it has to do with just you have to play the market and they're trying to anticipate what's hot and and what's not. Like you like like the, look at the Walking Dead for instance. It's this third what is it, third printing of Walking Dead 100 where it's just Negan and on the on the cover, Negan on a black cover with Lucille. That's like the more expensive cover. And it's yes. a third printing. But it's just it's a it's a weird thing. It's and I almost feel like it's it's kinda like Bitcoin where nobody really fucking knows what it is. But it's somehow worth a shit ton of money. And nobody knows why. But so did they did they swap it out? Were you able to get the right cover? No, because it's like a seventy-five dollar cover now. Oh fuck! So it's it's you know so now it's hard to find. And they weren't able to 
get you one or pull you one out of someone else's box? No, because they only had a couple copies of it in in the beginning. Like uh, Brian got one, you know, because and I get it. He subscribes to that book because the other reason why I wanted to get the book too was now it was going to be a twofer. It was a Raphael Albuquerque cover, and Donnie Cates is now doing Thanos. So that was like you know, hey, one of my one of my favorite writers is writing it, and one of my favorite artists of the cover. That's you know what I mean. That's a twofer for me. So. Yeah, and I think he's doing it now um, because uh, Jim uh, Jim Starling left Marvel Comics over the way they're handling Thanos and the direction they're going with Thanos and over some supposed secret story arc that's coming up that he absolutely well he was doing a graphic novel that has a similar storyline to what Dottie Cates is doing in the comics okay they both have a similar storyline because he actually Jim actually came out and said he thought it would now he said it he thought it was cool that they actually had a similar storyline you know good minds think alike and he's still going to come out his his book and Dottie's going to do his so we get to see similar stories in two different writing styles so I think that's actually kind of cool yeah. like I, I wonder what it I wonder what the storyline is that makes it so in common like what are they going to do with him that makes it you know I mean there were two people would think of hey let's do this with Thanos right I, I don't know I I just I'm kind of annoyed with the fact that Marvel is trying to make all of their their books mimic storylines and fit to their movies now because I I don't think being around comic book shops and knowing people that work in comic book shops I don't think movies really boost comic book sales that too incredibly much. I think for the 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 novice the semi into comic book movie guy you know it, it boosts it a little bit because they they go in trying to find these titles but i don't think like overall as to avid comic book readers that may oh shit this movie comes out and the storyline's the same i need to go out and buy it most people right. who are already reading comic books are already reading their story their characters and stories and books that they like it's not it's not driving the normal comic book lover to the comic book store to buy comics. Right. And I understand they're trying to draw in that new, that new reader. They're trying to get that new fan and they're trying to, you know, well, we'll do it this way and match it to the movie. So you saw the movie and now this, the comic is going to continue that story. And it's just like, okay, but now you're pandering, you're pandering, you're, you're kind of insulting your, your current, established um, loyal readers and you're pandering to try to bring in new readers. Yeah, I think they should keep it as, I think, you know, get, you know, somebody goes, a kid goes to the comic book store or an adult, they see a movie and they go to the comic book store to find it. I think for me personally, it'd be funner to go in and say, hey, there's something completely different going on. How interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like kind of with, the, I think that's kind of like where a lot of people who buy The Walking Dead are now, like who were into the show, 
and started buying like the compendiums and you know that stuff is now they're reading it and going different but same different but same and i think that's what they need to kind of do not with a lot of storylines like superman batman i don't you know what i mean and spider-man i don't think they should intertwine it but i don't know what i'm actually getting at now because they and they pull storylines from you know but it's not from new comics but i th- i just think keeping it a little bit different i think it would i think that would engross people more into wanting to buy it because now they can see something different that's going on yeah instead of instead of pandering speaking of the walking dead did you sign the petition to uh bring carl back and fire scott gimbal no because <laughs> i do not agree with online petitions it's no? stupid every time somebody dies on the walking dead they sign an online petition well online petitions never work first of all no it's stupid <laughs> they rarely ever work you have to have no, outrage it, and masses, and people need to go down and and picket in protest at AMC Studios or you know things like that. I'm not condoning that or suggesting it. I'm just saying it seems to be more effective in today's day and age than an online petition. Yeah, I have a little, little bit of an off topic. Have you ever seen the movie The Bronze? Uh, no, I have not. It has Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory in it. Really? Fully nude. Oh, no. Full nude. Oh, no. Oh, yes. (laughs) I will have to go uh, look at this said film. It's about three quarters of the way through it. It's a movie about where she came in third place at the Olympics, and she was, like, riding out this fame. And then somebody else from her town was about to, like, steal her fame. So she was kind of trying to sabotage it in a way, and then she doesn't. But in the middle of it, she ends up getting banged by another gymnast. Nice. Yeah, she's, I don't know if it's computer enhanced or a a stunt vagina or what, but. Is the name Howard? No, no Wallowitz. (laughs) But if you guys are fans of Bernadette and her big old boobies then you get to see him in this movie. Kyle please that is not appropriate for 2017 No good thing we're going into 2018. Her breasticles Her breast friends Yes Well if you want to see her breast friends then that's the movie to see him in What a weird year man What a weird year (laughs) Right So many snowflakes So many snowflakes too much offending people. Well, like last year, 2016 was like the year that all of your celebrities and childhood heroes fucking die. And then 2017 is the year you find out all of your childhood heroes and celebrities are fucking perverts. <laughs> right. Like every day it's someone new and it's in what's getting me about it is it's it's like girlfriends. Like we were in a relationship and he sexually assaulted me and, it's just like how many of these are, are like, I understand a lot of them are real. Like all the Harvey Weinstein ones, I believe, and it it doesn't change it, and I don't condone it. But how many of these are just failed relationships or relationships that went south that someone's trying to seek a payday? And it's not even like these aren't even going to court. Like we're trying these people in the the court of the public opinion, and people are losing their jobs and their livelihoods over over hearsay or things that happened 13 years ago and it's just 
you know, things that haven't been proven in a court of law. And I'm not saying someone's lying about it, but it just, it's not following the due process. Like when do we as a culture get to choose who's guilty and who's not of something of, of hearsay, you know, you, you don't have proof and you're not providing hardcore evidence. Like it is not going to a jury and a judge and following the judicial system. How are you able to just fire someone for that? Because it's, people are so scared to have the, the jury of the social media bring out a verdict so they try to do it, you know what I mean, beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what they're doing. Okay, I don't want people to hate our brand, so I'm going to do this beforehand so nobody hates our brand. Well, like, in you have, like, it happened to, um, what's his name from House of Cards? Um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Okay, so he's off that show, so now that career is ruined. What if it comes out, not saying that they are, and then don't anyone misconstrue what I'm saying and don't say what they that it does. But what happens, what happens if it comes out that this person was lying? It has happened before. It has happened before. What happens if it comes out that this person is lying or this person isn't telling, you know, maybe thinks this happened, but it's not what happened. And then you just cost this man his livelihood and he, he can't go back to the show. It's not like he's going to be like, okay, well, I guess I'll come back now because you fired me. Too late. Like Danny Masterson from Netflix's The Ranch, who from that seven he played Hyde on that seventy show. Same thing. He's got all these accusations. Netflix was standing by him, and then all of a sudden they shit canned him. What happened? And a lot of it is coming from ex girlfriends. What happens if this didn't go down the way it says it, it happened? T.J. Miller from Deadpool is the newest one that just came out. Him and his wife released a joint statement saying that this woman was in their their college comedian or com, a comedians group and she was trying to destroy them in in college and was quoted as and people have quoted her as saying and have her recorded saying that she's going to destroy their it's going to be her life's work to destroy their relationship and now she's coming out saying that he did all this shit to her like beat her and choked her and all this what what if that's not true so now like you're why are we jumping to conclusions? I understand that this is a, a sensitive topic and a, a hard topic to talk about, but why are we jumping to conclusions and costing people their livelihoods over accusations? There's no proof. They've not been found guilty. Isn't one of our amendments Ill, innocent until proven guilty in a court of law? Like, wh- why? What happened to that? Because people like to have opinions more. I guess. And it's just a bandwagon thing, I think. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that. It just, I, I, I just think it's easier for everyone to go, woo before actually hearing everything. I applaud everyone who's coming forward. Like, I applaud your strength, because that's got to be a situation that is incredibly hard to deal with. I know my ex-wife had a situation where she was sexually assaulted by a person in her church, and it was really hard on her. So I, I know what... Hard on that's that oh my god i know what that's like but like it's just a it's it's a tough situation and i applaud everyone who comes forward with it but it also is it's it's accusations like you gotta approve it and it's just i don't know there's just gotta be a different system that makes it like more facts in play i don't know more research i i don't know i, I couldn't really pinpoint it either 
it's it's crazy just and it every day like Dustin Hoffman and fucking just every day it's it's going and going and going and going and going. And George Takei. George really George Takei has one now too? He had it a while ago. From a dude? Yeah. Good lord, man. It's I don't know. Kevin Spacey's is worse though because it it was the the dude was a child at the time, so it's like okay. But like I think it's funny, like you don't hear about Louis C.K. anymore. You know, you don't hear about his accusations anymore and I think I don't know. He's it's it almost seems like it's not that big a deal for him. I I, I don't get it. Because didn't he come out and say, uh, yeah, I admit it? Yeah, well, yeah, he ended up admitting it. But then, I don't know, it's, it's, it's this whole, whole like, snowball effect I don't want to get into, but it's it's just a topic right now that's <laughs> so, it's like a topic right now that's so pivotal, and it's like the pulse of America right now next to whatever the fuck our stupid president's doing and everything along those lines, and the killing net neutrality and everything like that it's oh what a bummer in a few years it's gonna suck well i i don't think it's gonna pass i think um i think that and and i love absolutely love that the internet is doing what the internet does and they're attacking this a jeep pie dude and they've pretty much turned him into a meme but um i don't think the, the i don't think that congress will pass it you don't? Well, dude, a lot of these congressmen are up for re-election next year, and if 83% of your voting population is for net neutrality, good luck getting re-elected next year if you vote to cancel it. That's, Let's hope so. So I'm not really too worried about – I'm worried, but I'm not freaking out about net neutrality yet, but – yeah, if it, if it if net neutrality goes all the way away, you'll probably kiss this podcast goodbye because you're gonna have to pay extra to fucking upload it and, or, and extra to fucking download it. So, how crazy would that be? It would suck, but I don't know. Do you uh you haven't seen Last Jedi yet, have you? No. After you said it was. Had a Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it. I was like, meh. Well, I and like we haven't talked, and I said that over text, and I should probably clarify for you. It it's not as bad as Thor Ragnarok. Like they didn't go and like up the comedy value, but they definitely did add funnier moments and more like one liners and setups to get that laugh to make it more comedy centered kind of like to give it that guardians of the galaxy feel um then you know then maybe what force awakens has like they had that those more comedy directed moments especially with like there's there's things with like mark uh hamill luke skywalker that normally probably wouldn't happen and and things like that. Like they, they amped up the comedic effect on it a little bit. And it, I, I'm starting to call it giving it that guardians of the galaxy effect because they're taking movies with more serious characters like Thor and now Luke Skywalker. And they're trying to up the comedy value to, to make it more 
entertaining, I guess, to draw a wider audience. That was passed to me. I'll just wait. Now I'm going to look for it on the internet. <laughs> I mean, it's Star Wars. People are going to go see it. And, and it's so fascinating to me because the fandom is split 100% down the middle. Either you like this movie or you hate this movie. I've yet to hear anybody say this movie was okay. I've yet to hear like a meh, like middle of the road opinion. It's all, it's it's literally like right down the middle. Like I hate it, I like it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too much into spoilers for people who haven't seen it. And Kellen hasn't seen it; he can hear me, so. I don't want to spoil it for him either, but I will probably be doing um, a Matt and a matinee review of, of it in the coming days um, since I have a lot of time off now, and I will probably do that. But I would say go see it. It's worth to see it. It is a Star Wars movie. It's worth to see and form in your own opinion, but there's there's issues I have with it. It's a visually – the best way I say it, I say is it's a visually stunning and beautiful movie. It's amazing to look at, but plot wise, it's, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> Why is it horrible? Um, like I said, it just, the, I don't, I don't want to, isn't this like an anybody. in between star Wars movie? Isn't this just like a setup star Wars movie to something else? Well, so one of the problems with this movie is they started writing the last Jedi before force awakens was even finished. So, J.J. Abrams directed The Force Awakens and I believe wrote The Force Awakens. And then the the director who did this one, I can't think of his name right now, but he did Looper and he's in a couple other movies. He started writing Last Jedi before that movie was even done. So, there's some carryover, but not a lot. Like, I guess J.J. told him, like, the initial premise of it, but he didn't run with a lot of it. So, there's a lot of things that don't match or are kind of like, why the fuck did they do this? And where they had kind of everything set up after Force Awakens, this movie kind of tears everything that was set up down. And it's to the point where they kind of... Like how so? Well, they kind of close everyone's storylines, and um, you really have no idea where they're going to go in in Episode 9. Hmm. Like, they left you they left you with that, that big buildup of race parents who are race parents. You know, they left you wondering who are, who are race parents? How is she connected to the Skywalker family? Everything like that. And how, how does she fit into all this? And then it just ends up being a giant. When they do the big reveal, it's, it's a fucking letdown. Who's your parents? I'm not going to say because I don't want to ruin it for people. <laughs> well, this is where they can fast forward. Well, I don't want to ruin it for people that are within ear distance of me either. Spell it. <laughs> yes, because he can't spell. <laughs> he can't spell. <laughs> I will put it in chat for you. How's that? But I, I honestly think. Oh. Uh, for a Star really? War, yep. For a Star Wars story, it it doesn't fit the bill. And now I'm not going to be dramatic about it as Jose and sit there and go, I'd rather watch The Phantom Menace over and over again. That's a fucking <laughs> crock of shit. 
but <laughs> I, this could easily be the final Star Wars movie. Just the way they kind of wrap everything up, it could have easily been the last Star Wars movie. Ah. Oh. Really, they could. I mean, they could not make another one. It, it could. It, it, there's that much closure and stuff in this in this one. Yes, there absolutely is. Everyone's storyline finds an end. Everything that started in Force Awakens finds an an end in Last Jedi. Who's Snoke? No one. <laughs> no one. You don't know. I don't know. They they don't say. I haven't read anything that says it. No, I've tried to. No. No, I'm. I'm telling you, they don't say. Oh. He's not. He's. He's considered supreme ruler. He. They, he's not considered an emperor. He's not part of the dark side. He's just there. Yep. Weird. So like huh. I said, I'll, I'll do a mat a matinee review because we actually had people request. Um, our thoughts and opinions on that movie. So, my opinion is that it's bad, and I did not enjoy it. That was my opinion. But it's not quite as bad as the prequels. It's not quite as bad as Phantom Menace and um, the Attack of the Clones. It's it's just not. It's not. You know, Force Awakens set a, such a high bar and got you excited. And I remember us leaving the theater at 5 a.m. excited for the next movie. Yeah. And I left the theater after this movie, and I was just kind of like, whatever. I guess I, I don't really care. I like, I've got zero excitement for the next Star Wars movie. I think Lance said it best. Wow. The trailer in this movie, the trailer sold a different movie than what you actually got. And it just wasn't as the, the trailer was better than the movie. crazy but what a bummer yep but if you're looking for a good movie to watch I recommend Brigsby Bear what is that so where did you watch that on I watched it on an app called movie box uh, but you can get you can find it online um, Brigsby Bear has Mark Hamill in it and essentially the plot of Brigsby Bear is this this guy has grown up on this cartoon. There's like or this show. It's kind of like Barney, but it's a bear. It's Brigsby Bear instead. There's like 718 volumes of this TV show, and and, and like he's obsessed with like it's his life. Like he's trying to figure out like after like the season finale, he's trying to figure out like what happens with Brigsby Bear and and everything like that. And he kind of kind of like live in a uh, underground house, and well. You come to find out that he was kidnapped by Mark Hamill, or Mark Hamill's character and his wife. So you come to find out that he's kidnapped and gets brought back to his original family. And then, like, he's... So he doesn't know anything of the world. And, like, he's kind of, like, confused. And he wants to uh, finish... To kind of put his old life behind him and be able to start anew. He wants to finish Brigsby Bear. Because it comes out that his... Brigsby Bear was actually a... A program that his dad was making and filming just for him to entertain him as a kid. So 
he to, to put that old life behind him and his kidnappers behind him. He wants to finish Brigsby Bear, and he ends up making a movie with like his new family and friends about it. But it, it's a really funny movie. It's got Andy Samberg in it. I think he even executive produced it. But it's it's a really really good movie. Huh? Maybe I have to Google it. You should. It's definitely worth checking out. Ten out of ten for me. Wow. I enjoyed it. I've watched it twice now. Really? That good? Yep. And it's kind of one of those movies that kind of flew under the radar, too. So It'll be but one of those cult classics. Not quite like The Room. <laughs> you finally watched The Room. I did finally watch The Room. What did you think of I've it? Seen it? I've actually pretty much seen it twice. Nice. You a it's fan? It's like... It's like a car accident. You don't want to stare at it, but you can't stop. Does it make you want to go to one of those viewings now where you get to throw spoons at the screen and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it totally does. Like, I think tonight, tonight is, they're playing it downtown, actually. Oh, really? What, a film bar? Yeah. Yeah. And in the last couple of weeks, you, Andy, and um, Lance have all watched it. See, now I want to watch The Disaster Artist. It's it's good. It's really good. Just so I can watch and compare and laugh, and now I all know what they're talking about. Yep. And at the end of The Disaster Artist, they show on the screen during the credits side by side of the stuff from the the room, the actual room movie, and then what they filmed to copy it. And it, it's pretty good. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yep. <laughs> All the randomness. The the shot of the the feet walking away through the alley in the tuxedos and just like the whole part with the drug dealer was pointless. Yep. Like it was just two minutes of nonsense in the movie. Where's my fucking mo- money, Denny? <laughs> there, like nothing in that movie comes together just, it's <laughs> just like when they're in the fucking in like the coffee bar so how's your sex life yep like that's just what you talk about in the coffee bar and uh the mother i definitely have breast cancer and that never comes back around again <laughs> right it's like jesus like just the randomness <laughs> anything yeah. from the princess it's crazy when when he's telling the story about the the girl getting beat up on Guerrero Street and fucking he's like what a funny story Mark like you literally know it's not he's talking about a woman getting assaulted like that's not a funny story at all why are you laughing it's so weird my favorite is the flower shop though you're my favorite customer oh hi Johnny I didn't notice you there how do you not recognize that fucking guy right you know, he looks like a fucking vampire. It just, I, the brand, it's so random. It's crazy. Like, I just, I, I'm trying to think of the thought process of when they were, when he was like, when Tommy was writing that movie. <laughs> like, it was just, I, I imagined him writing it just as the thoughts were popping in his head. Well, I was watching a thing where uh, the guy kind of explained it like the most perfect way possible is that 
the room is basically Tommy Wiseau is an alien who's never seen a movie, but had them thoroughly explained to him. So like he, he doesn't know anything about making movies, but he had it thoroughly explained to him. And so he decided to do one and he wrote the room and it, what a piece of shit it is. And fun fact, the original Mark was actually a black guy. Right? Yeah, you can go on YouTube and find the original casting videos from the room, and the original Mark is a black guy. Huh. I wonder why they changed it. I don't know. But got any other barn-burning topics? The last thing I was going to talk about was that fucking crazy rocket satellite being shot in space. Oh, yeah, the how everyone's freaking out on Twitter and fucking YouTube and well, Twitter and Facebook right now. But like, I don't know how far across the country people got to see that. Cause it got shot out of California. Yeah. So I don't know if everybody got to see it. Like just, I don't know how that works. Yeah. But I know here locally, like Twitter and Facebook were like blowing up about UFOs and shit. Yeah. It looked crazy though. Like if you walked out, like I got out of my car and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like I knew it was something being launched just because I've seen like uh, test missiles and shit being launched before, and it makes that crazy thing that it does before it stabilizes. It like you can, it's like looks all crazy before it like stabilizes. It looks like a like giant vagina in the sky. But it looked crazy because it was flying. It was like this, like. <sighs> Like it was like I don't know if it was like it looked like it was foggy outside, but it wasn't. It was like this light with like yeah. this like light on it, like shooting through the sky, almost like a comet or something. Like it looked crazy. I like like I, <laughs> Elon Musk, the guy from the fucking Tesla. He says it's a nuclear alien UFO from North Korea. <laughs> I actually heard a couple people say that. But like, you know, like our friend Brian, he actually worked on that thing that got shot in the space. So he like, I don't know, like I was telling him, how cool is that? You get to see the fruits of your labor, like, right. like jet propulsioning through the like sky. Like, how cool is that? Right. Like, you know, anything that you do, you've never got to see it shoot into the outer space. Right, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's fucking super cool. But like, it looked crazy if you see it flying through the sky. Though you were like, "What the fuck is that?" But it didn't take long for it to get answered. Right. <laughs> but I think locally here, everybody and their mom put a picture on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. But it, I, I like. I wonder how like if everybody across the country got to see it or. Only like a, like how far, so, you know. Well, now people are saying that it's a cover up. That it's um, people are saying that SpaceX is trying to cover, convince LA that we didn't just watch aliens take over. That's dumb. It's like Brian knew it was being shot in space. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he 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 came up and and basically said it. So. But ha- I mean, but I I could see it because I like I was tripping out on it. Like, 
I watched it, I don't know, for a few minutes. It's like, what the fuck is that in the sky? I don't know, how cool, though. Like, I want to shoot something into space. Right. Like, I want to be part of that. It is super cool, though, that he actually, someone that we personally know actually got to to work on that. Something that we've seen get shoot and shot into space. Like, right. I don't know, like, you almost can't wrap your head around it. No, it's pretty crazy. Oh, no. Why? What? They are remaking the movie Overboard. Why? And now it's a... They've basically gender-swapped the roles. So it's going to be a dude that's lost his memory? Yeah, it's a dude that loses his memory, and it's a chick that that basically finds him, takes advantage of him. So it's got... uh, What the fuck's her name from uh, Chris Pratt's ex-wife? Anna, Anna Ferris. They should just have Goldie Hawn do it again. No, it's Anna Ferris is now <laughs> playing Kurt Russell's character, and um, fucking some Spanish dude is playing Goldie Hawn's character. What? Yeah. I got. I gotta see this. So what? Overboard remake. Yep. Overboard 2018. Anna Ferris. Who the fuck are both those people? Let's see. Well, you know who Anna Ferris is because she was in fucking Scary Movie and she's been in a ton of movies. She's in that movie Mom. Or the TV show Mom, yeah. Yeah. Anna Ferris, Eva Longoria. They're such a classic movie, like, it doesn't need to be remade. No. That's fucking weird. And no, it doesn't have anything to do that it's a female leading cast. It just, it's a fucking good movie that doesn't need to be remade. There's nothing more to it than just that. Just right. Like Jumanji was a good movie that didn't need to be remade. Yeah, that's one that should have just stayed. So that dude's from How to Be a Latin Lover. Yep. Jack and Jill. That's one I might wait for HBO. That one doesn't look like a... a go to the movies to see. I finally see The Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, did you like that? I fell asleep twice watching it. (laughs) But it's kind of funny. Kind of. I'm going to go watch that movie um, tonight, Blight on Netflix, the new Will Smith one. Oh, I think they renewed that for a second season too. It's a, I also. think it's a movie. It's a, I know it's like a, Are they, a cop drama. It's, from what I'm being told, it's like end of watch with Jake Gyllenhaal, but it's all fucking, um, like, uh, Dungeons and Dragons esque. Huh. Orcs and, and fairies and, fucking yeah elves and shit did they re i know i thought they renewed to make another one then they might have season they might have done another one i'm that i'm not aware of but 
or they just like okayed it or something. I don't know. I could be talking to my ass though. I've drank a whole bunch while I've done this show. <laughs> at least, um, at least you're honest about it. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up on Arrow right now. Oh yeah, what season are you on? I just watched the episode where Oliver had to go with Deathstroke to save Deathstroke's kid. Oh, so you're on the current season? Yeah. Nice. That's the that's the last episode I watched. Nice. So I'm gonna go back to. I'm going. I'm trying to since I'm I'm out of school for a month. I'm trying to catch up on all my comic book reading and all my shows. You are now about to do to get to the crossover, which was a better um, Justice League movie than the Justice League movie. <laughs> it's I, I read an article that they're not even 100% sure that uh, Legends of Tomorrow or Arrow has got renewed yet. Um, I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming that uh, they'll both get renewed. That's what the article said, too, but as of right now, they still haven't been confirmed to be renewed. This has been the best season for both shows. Like, I really like the direction they're going with with Legends, and I really like how like Arrow has Arrow's bringing more of the the DC universe into it. Like when Oliver Queen name drops Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. um, then Legends they pretty much reference Diana and the Amazons. Um, so, um. It, they're bringing a lot more of the the DC lore into their shows, and referencing a lot of these main characters. So, like, because they have an episode in Legends with Hello Troy or Helena of Troy, and she's kind of like upset or over all the men like trying to start wars over her and shit. So, they drop her off on the Amazon island to live with the the Amazons. So. Who who knows? But it's it's so far Flash Flash is getting ready to do a major storyline, comic book storyline when they come back from their mid season break. They're uh oh. doing a story where the storyline where um Barry Allen gets um accused of murder. Oh really? Yep. Flash on trial. Oh interesting. So they're they're starting to do a major comic book storyline in that show too. So it's been it's been really good. And another one of my favorite shows, of course, is Riverdale. If you're not watching Riverdale, you need to catch up on that, too. I just need to watch the striptease episode. <laughs> pervert, Kyle. Pervert. Oh, well. Dirty old man. Kind of. But <sighs> I, I have to admit, um, I really like the fact that Ace Comic Con has come here. Yeah. Because I really believe it's made our other convention step up its game. Yes, PCC is definitely stepping up its game this year. I I so far cannot say. It, it seems like they're finally listening to the criticism because for every amazing um, TV and movie guest they announce, they're announcing an equally amazing comic book guest. And they always release the bigger names as the year goes. And I can't wait to see who they still have to announce. But Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, fucking Art Adams. I'm just excited about uh, Tinian. Scott, yeah, Tinian, James Tinian. 
Like it's they're they're pulling it out this year. They are pulling it out. Pretty much between these two cons, I'm like, here, take all my money, right? Because that's all I'm going to do is just spend money. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Oh, like I really want to get that last Stanley autograph. Yeah, me too. I do too. 130 bucks though, man. That's a lot. I know. I want to get it on something that he actually wrote though. I have a couple of Spider-Mans that I'm thinking of. I'm going to either do, cause I have the, the first cameo appearance of Mary Jane. I have the first full appearance of Mary Jane and I have the first appearance of Gwen Stacy and Harry Osborne. And I'm going to get it on one of those. Cause he wrote all of those. But. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig back through and, and try to make my decision. I'm gonna narrow it down to a few books here soon, and I'll probably get it graded. Just oh shit! Look at this guy. Just to sell it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta get that last Stanley autograph. Yeah, because who knows. We'll be lucky to make it out of 2018, but we we've, been every year. Say, we've been saying that for two yeah, years, though. I know, I know. <laughs> dude. He's a vampire that sucks that sucks on the souls of nerds. Like, that's the only way that he's got like a nerd stem cell bank or something. Who knows? <laughs> but I, I think three Stanley autographs would be perfect. It's like every it's like every comic book nerd who has kids, like a man in a black suit comes in from from Stanley's company and you have to like sign away the umbilical cord blood so he can fucking suck it to stay alive <laughs> watch next time you see a picture of him, he'll be like 36 yeah he'll, the color will be coming back to his hair <laughs> he'll do a cartwheel through the convention <laughs> be funny he's like a gymnast he's doing backflips or maybe Stanley's really been dead for years and it's an imposter I still think it's the weekend at Bernie's thing He's actually dead. It's just a robot that pilots him. (laughs) I don't know. I want to get a Spider-Man book signed, though. Hey, have you been watching? Did you watch the full season of that Robert Kirkman's History of Comics? No. It's it's really good. It's really good. I've been hit or miss on it. They did a um, they did one on Image Comics. It's really good too. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go back and watch. You watched all of them? Yep. I think it being on Monday nights fucked me up. Yeah, I, I, well, I recorded them. So I watched, I've gone back and watched all of them. And I, I really, really enjoy it. Like, it's, I think if it's, if you're interested in comics and you want to get a little bit more into, like, the, the, the stories of behind the creation of these characters, it's definitely worth watching because they go through, like, um, the um, creators of Superman, Joe Schuster, and uh, fuck again, the other dude's name. Um, Do you, uh, uh, d- did it tell you stuff that you actually didn't know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I didn't know that the create. I didn't know that Wonder Woman was created by a dude who was like into fucking bondage and shit, and like was married to two different women, or was married and had a woman living with him. Like I didn't realize that like that character came out of that sort of background. <laughs> And, um, I didn't know, like, I didn't know that Jim Lee was part of the group that left Marvel Comics to go start Image. You didn't know that Jim Lee was part of that? Nope. I had no idea. 
And he, he, he sold out his chunk pretty quick. Yeah, he... Well, because they all started fighting. And, like, I didn't realize, like, Rob Live... I didn't realize, like, the political... The, the politics that went into it. And, like, they were all trying to oust Liefeld. So Liefeld, like, found out about it and got pissed off and resigned. And went and did his own thing. And then, like, Jim Lee bailed out and sold um, his chunk of the company to D.C. And took his, his like, Wildcats company to D.C., and that's why he's so high up in DC. Like it's, I didn't know that all of that took place. And like, it was all kind of like hush, hush behind Marvel's back. And then one day they were just all like, we're out like fucking McFarlane and all of them were just out. So yeah, it's really, really interesting. I might go back. I guess what I'll do tonight. And like, I knew, I knew the thing about like Robert Kirkman saying that there were going to be aliens in, in the walking dead, but I didn't know he actually pitched it that way where it was going to be like aliens are trying to take over the world. So they're creating zombies and, and all of that. And cause nobody thought that a black and white zombie book would sell. And now it's like the, one of the most popular books in the world right now. Well, they thought wrong. And they talk about how image after the nineties crash image changed the way they do things. And that's why they're more story oriented than superhero. And they're just like, they publish saga which is one of the other it's like the big other biggest book in the world and it its sales are on par with the walking dead every month so it's saga and the walking dead are images two huge books i mean it just goes back to show you that just you know people like comics but they're they're looking for things other than superheroes yeah and that you know i mean an image proves it over and over again well, and I just think it's the world we live in today with, you know, every day there's something, some new terrible event or some terrorist attack or, or something like that. The world we live in today, like the, the idea, the idea of the superhero is kind of dead. It's not, it doesn't really fit anymore. Like they do a really good episode on like the September 11th attacks and how that affected and changed comics. Um, I really like the, like I said, the Superman one. I learned a lot about that. Um, the the Marvel one, like you don't, you never realized how much. Um, uh, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Amosity mm-hmm. was there between Stan Lee and Jack the King Kirby, and you know it, it's. It's crazy. It's it. Yeah, it's all been really super informative. Like stuff I didn't really realize. Yeah, I've been meaning to go back and watch it. It's, I've been. It's a good read. It's, it's a good watch. If it's if it's something, if you want to get more into the this this community and kind of brush up on everything, and you want to know more about characters, it's it's Robert Kirkman's The History of Comics on AMC. I'm sure you can find it on demand and online. It's it's really good. I really recommend it. It's a lot of interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was just about to start looking right now. Cause, and then in 2018, they're going to start one with um, uh, horror, sci-fi. Oh, that'd be cool. James Cameron is doing it, I think. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to, too. But um, I guess uh, that's a good place to end this episode, huh? Yeah, probably. So 
for this episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. And the final one of 2017. Well, we don't. We might be able to get one more in before before 2018 rolls around. Oh shit! No promises, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, I, I'm Kyle. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. This will be definitely be the last one before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, yeah. and we hope your holiday and happy holidays and happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and whatever you celebrate. May your holidays be as special as they can be. And we will see you next time. Peace.